Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are still going through coronavirus, but we are still here for you every single week, giving you tasty podcasts for your ears. Shut up! And tasty beers for you to drink. Sure, why not? If you can find them. Uh, The ones we're going to be drinking today are going to be hard to find. Um, but we're, we're excited about them because I guess they're a really big deal, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, we're, co- we're calling this special delivery because we, as you already saw on our Instagram page, Instagram.com slash beers on us, we got some special beers from a special brewery that's really popular out in the deep, deep northeast of our fine coronavirus riddled country. And uh, we uh, will be drinking those today, which is exciting. Mm hmm. You can find us all over the place. I already teased our Instagram page. Uh, you can find us podcast-wise on Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, and com. Wherever you find us, subscribe, rate, review. It helps. Download the podcast. Listen to them. Let us know what you think. You can DM us on Instagram.com slash beers on us. If you want our personal pages, I'm at MikeLynch27 on Twitter. Patrick is at PDiddy085 on Instagram. Uh, Thursday, 7 p.m., he is doing his live music show for the second time. I had some technical difficulties last week, but I figured it out. Good. We're good Good. to go. So he will be uh, strumming away on his guitar, his guitar. My ukulele. His ukulele, and he will be singing for you. Hopefully the uh, Israel, whatever his name is, version of um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Not going to happen. No? No. Your voice doesn't go that high? No, I just... Uh, <laughs> That's the best version of the song, I just do everything in my power to stay away from really awful cliches. But, but that song is so good. I know. So listen to him do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rest in peace, whatever your name is. is. We just call him is. is. Rest in peace is, whatever your long last name is. Um, I've never played that song in my entire life. Never? No. God, that version is so good. It makes me so happy. You know, it's like picking up a guitar and... Just playing Stairway, and it's like, eh, I'm good. That'd be a pretty tough song to play, wouldn't it? Uh, No, I actually know how to play it. It's fairly simple. Oh. Yeah. You're just kind of like being weird well, about it? Well, I mean, it. The, the structure <laughs> of it is fairly simple. What Jimmy Page does is not simple. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, and the production values of the song are quite amazing, and Robert Plant's voice goes to godly-type places. Yeah, yeah. Not the best Led Zeppelin song, though. 
No, 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 no. Despite popular opinion, not the best Led Zeppelin song. No, probably number like 15 in my book. It's a really good song. Like if you can separate, you know, all the like the stereotypes and the cliches and the movie references and all that kind of stuff. You separate all that. It's a very good song. And where it's placed on Led Zeppelin 4 is fantastic. Like if you start the album and you spark a doobie right at the beginning of the album, by the time Stairway kicks in, you're like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's the way to listen to music, apparently. Um, Favorite song from Led Zeppelin, The Ocean? Ooh, nice call. The Ocean is great. I love Uh, that song. That's my favorite album, Houses of the Holy. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, then the, maybe Immigrant Song? The Rain Song is also really good. Over the Hills and Far Away I really enjoy. Um, and I like some of that crazy oh, early stuff. Cashmere. Ooh, Cashmere's awesome. Yeah. Um, big fan of uh, like Heartbreaker, Living Loving Maid, When the Levee Breaks. I mean, their entire discography is basically perfect. Since I've Been Loving You might be my favorite. It's a slow blues song off mm-hmm. Zeppelin III. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. I'm gonna forget the name of it now. Bring it on home on Led Zeppelin Two is really good. Ooh, one of those. A one good of those, live, dazed and confused. One of those on the How the West Was One live album is like a 20 minute blues jams fest after the song. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it's like the song plays and then it's just like they just start go jamming on blues. I wonder if it's dazed and confused. Mm, they have a couple on the How the West Was One. They have a couple that are like 25 minutes, and it's just like they stop the song in the mm-hmm. middle and then just jam, and then they bring it back. Ooh, Fool in the Rain. Old, uh, late, like later Led Zeppelin is not the best, but Fool in the Rain is an awesome, awesome song. There's only one album from them that I didn't love, and it was, um, God, I'm terrible at remembering names of things like this. Presence? Yes. Yeah. Presence, Presence is okay. In Through the Outdoor is pretty great. Um, Most people like physical graffiti. I'm a House is the Holy Person. Some diehards like Four. Four's really good. I mean, Four has no missteps on the entire album. The Battle of Evermore, Going to California are great folk songs. Uh, you get Four Sticks, which is some great Bonham drum material there. Uh, my late, my least favorite album, yeah, it's probably Presence, but outside of that, Led Zeppelin Three. Really? A couple tracks on it I really dig, but uh, as a whole, not my favorite. Yeah, I love Led Zeppelin. That's because my parents are obsessed with them and saw them many times in concert. And uh, I was raised on Led Zeppelin, so I love Led Zeppelin. Houses of the Holy. There's only one bad song, otherwise the album would be perfect. I think Physical Graffiti is quite good as well. It's a lot of material. What? Yeah, there's a lot of material, It's like, but it's quite good. Yeah, it's like, I want, the, I want Abbey Road from the Beatles, but the White Album is, you know... Two discs. <laughs> it's a lot of songs. It's a lot of songs. All pretty good. Yeah, if you like the Beatles, the White Album has to be your Desert Album, just be, just because your Desert Island Album, just because there's so much material. Uh, clearly, I am proving to you here that I would be no use in a music podcast unless it was about death metal. Um, <laughs> I love Led Zeppelin, but my my recall of names of songs and albums is horrific. <laughs> I would be no use on a podcast about death metal. That's true. I, I could try to introduce you to death metal. Yeah. You would be great use in that because you could tell me how terrible you thought it was. But um, I could, you know, give you the slow introduction. We would start clearly with something like Metallica, which is easy. And you you like Metallica, I imagine. No, I do not. What? Yeah, no, don't like the band. All right, well, no, it's a bad start. No, I'd be into more starting with things like, uh, like Motorhead. Does that count? Not really, but well, because I kind of dig that. Well, (laughs) Lemmy's kind of cool. I mean, I was thinking of like we'd go Metallica and then like Slayer and then like Anthrax and then like no. then we start going into the heavier stuff. No, the heavier stuff from that. No, my it'd, buddy, be, it'd be a nice transition. My buddy's been pushing me on funeral metal. Are you familiar with this? It's like really that sounds slow. like a made up subgenre. It's like slow ambient, 
I don't know why it's called metal, but it it's it's cool. Metal has a ton of subgenres. Yeah, where anything that's slightly different or unique, they just make it its own genre. Well, I guess it's like, like there's something called math metal, um, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with math. It's just that <laughs> if you're playing something really technically on the guitar, they call it like math because it's really difficult and technical. Oh, we call that jazz. Yeah, well. It's not. It doesn't sound like jazz when you're listening to metal. I'll tell you that. Uh, but there's like all sorts of random, silly yeah. subgenres. But it helps you define what you're listening for or looking for when you listen. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of like Susan Tedeschi lately. So I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like blues, Americana kind of stuff. Mm. You know, if you like death metal, if you like death core, if you like progressive death core, which I just go gaga for. Well, that's my favorite genre. Uh, progressive deathcore, or progressive metal probably is my favorite, but progressive deathcore. The new song, Immersed in Ire by Viscera, V-I-S-C-E-R-A. I cannot stop listening to it, and you should listen to it if you like metal. I know the wrestler Viscera. Well, they're probably not named after him, but yeah. maybe. Huge dude. Yeah? Yeah, mammoth of a human being. Well, if you if you like progressive deathcore and you have not heard that song yet, do yourself a favor and listen, because I could not stop listening to it the other day. He was part of the Undertaker's Ministry of Darkness. Cool. Well, that sounds pretty metal. In the late nineties, <laughs> yeah, they were pretty. They were pretty wild. Um, all right, we kidnapped beer. Stephanie McMahon and tried to sacrifice her. Wow. Stone Cold came and saved the day. Sounds pretty metal to me. Because he's going to fight the Undertaker. Mm. Also, the new Doom game, all metal soundtrack, is great. Sweet. Yeah. All right. We can beer before we dive into the special delivery beer that we have here today. Uh, I went to support John's Marketplace nice. this Saturday. And, uh, I mean, they're still open, and they actually brought back the kitchen, too. Oh, cool. Uh, except for the cheesesteak, which is their best food there. But um, they're they're doing burgers and, and stuff like that that you can... They, at first, they'd shut the kitchen down completely. But because they're basically just a supermarket for beer, mm. you can go in there and get your stuff, and you can... Might just, as well. Might as well. Uh, so I got myself six different beers. One of them is the beer of the week, this week. Uh, one of them is still in the fridge, and I did not bring it as beer of the week, because A, I thought we might have done it, but B, my roommate wanted to try it. And um, it is the Ferment... Dry Irish Stout. Ooh. Uh, I knew you would <clears> like <throat> it, but he really wanted to try it, so Fair like, enough. I'll, I'll save that I'll for home. I'll have to track one down myself. Um, I I was wondering if Ferment was still putting beer out. Do you know if it's an older batch or if it's something that came out during the COVID? I did not look at the date. I just saw, ooh, Irish Stout. Ooh, Ferment. I'll mm, try it. Interesting. Um, Color me intrigued. I got a gigantic West Coast IPA that I tried to find on their website. I cannot find it. Their website was last updated a month ago, so... I don't know which beer it was, but it was the one that I had not recognized before, mm-hmm. and it was in a, it was a new bottle. It was something I hadn't seen. I was like, sure, I'll try it. It was very good. Um, I had myself Beachwoods Simcoe to Simcoe or Simcoe to Coast. That's what it's called. Beautiful beer. It was the only Beachwood they had. Uh, but when I was walking down the California, I was like, "Where's Beachwood? Where is? Where's, there it is. There it is. There it is. I'm gonna get it. I'm yeah, gonna get it. I like that beer. Um, I like all their beers. And the guy said they they had just run out of Amalgamator, and I was mm. like, Damn, that's the jam. That's what I was gonna have. And then I had a Pilsner that I can't remember where it was from. It was like, it was just a really solid, simple Pilsner. Honestly, straightforward. Straightforward. Nothing super special, but it was a nice kind of opening beer for that day. I'm just like, up, oh, nice, clean, easy drinking. Um, apologies. I cannot remember which brewery it was from. But uh, those were the beers that I got. And uh, we'll be having the one that I have not mentioned for our beer of the week. Nice. My my weekend beer is, you know, pretty much the same as last week. Been drinking a lot of Breakside beer. Yeah. Just because that's it. Uh, Bazook Face is the jam right now for me. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, we, uh, did you at all spread your wings and fly? Uh, I did have, uh, the original Dankster from Boss Rambler. Uh, I thought, which is a, a newer Bend brewery. I thought the can art was quite meh. 
But I thought the beer was really good. Good. And my girlfriend drank both those pallet jacks yesterday, so apparently she liked those. <laughs> I told her it was like this. People is gonna... were very <clears throat> when we put the podcast, people were pumped that we had pallet jacks. Yeah. They really um, were excited about that. Uh it was a win win situation for me. Either, you know, the woman who I love dearly was able to taste a phenomenal beer that she had never had before. And if she liked it, then awesome. Welcome to the club. And if she did not like it, you had another beer. There was an extra one for me. So it's like, (laughs) oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I mean, some cool things. I mean, my weekend beer actually was kind of surrounded by a little bit more like news stuff. Uh, I post this on my personal Facebook page, but uh, we just announced at Breakside that Wanderlust, What Rough Beast, and Breakside IPA will be in six packs come mid-May. So that's really exciting. Um, I'm really pumped about that. I got. Was really... that part of the plan already, or was that you is know, it I'm being forced sure. upon us? I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I had a buddy who's a former brewer of ours, good friend of mine, kind of hit me up, and he was like, "You know what's going on? Is this like a desperate move or something?" And I, I don't know the answer, but I know we've had a lot of success with Stay West, True Gold, and Pilsner, and in six packs, and people tend to like that format, and it is more labor intensive packaging run. But I do believe, you know, I don't know, maybe at a time like now we have that extra time to be able to do it. And I think in the article I read, you know, it might not be long term. It might just be short term. Depends on how it goes. But I think it's an exciting thing for now. I also, because of that, like not because of that, but coincidentally, we had also run out of Wanderlust and there was a new packaging run done on Friday or on Monday. And cases got to the brewery on or got to the pub on Monday and I had a fresh bottle of Wanderlust. It was amazing. Mm. It was really good. And I drink that beer all the time. And I just cracked one and was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Just honk, honk. Turned honk, into honk. 12-year-old Patrick? Honk, honk. Here we go. Drinking beers? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, and then and then I went. Or you Mickey know, Mouse Patrick, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and, and got these beers that we're about to talk about. That's kind of my crowning achievement. And I heard a little rumor about potentially... Some boneyard stuff rolling into town today. Today. So maybe I'll go on the prowl for something like okay. that. Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. Because we haven't seen boneyard in a can. Ever? It's just their CBD sodas in the can. Yeah. So let's, yeah, that'd be interesting to get our hands so on some I'm, of that. So I'm curious. We also, and this is going to happen at some point here in the near future. I forgot about this. I think you forgot about this as well. I always forget about stuff. Um, yeah. You didn't write it down in your hand, so you wouldn't remember it. No, and I mean, like, I'm so bad. I tell stories that people, A, already heard, and B, half the time were there. Mm. And I'm like, dude, dude, guess what? You, you'll never know. And they're like, what? And I start telling them a story, and they were like, yeah, dude, I know. I, I was I'm there. the person in the story. Yeah, and you're like, oh, right, sorry. Yeah, so I'm not the best at that. Well, uh, the, I don't even smoke pot that much anymore. The what's in the box episode? <laughs> what's in the box? Is the box is still sitting in my pantry? What's in the box? <laughs> so, we got a lot of beers in there that we got to try. I know. So I'm uh, staring at mine on my counter in my kitchen. Yeah, every well, day. There's like eight of them in that box that I have. So we'll bring some of those in to try at some point as we continue the What's in the Box series. But today we go into special delivery, and the two beers that we have in front of us are we have Focal Banger IPA. That sounds dirty. And Heady Topper Double IPA from. The highly renowned The Alchemist beer out of Vermont. So Um, I know nothing about Vermont beer, but I've heard of The Alchemist. And Mm -hmm. I know that Vermont is like known as a little craft beer haven up in in the New England area. 
what what about the alchemist is it kind of a case of like great notion great marketing or do they just make fantastic beer well i guess I, we'll find out i but. i think it's a little column a column b um these guys have been around for a, for a long time i mean not like a deschutes long time but i think since the early 2000s and these guys kind of started the wave of the unfiltered ipa which is you know grown into this mammoth thing now whether it's new england or hazy or I've even seen some beers that say American IPA that are just hazy, which don't count anymore. But uh, I saw that too. I was so disappointed. Yeah, Ruse has two new IPAs out that they say American IPA yes. and they're hazy. I boys, I love you guys. Please don't do that. I, to I us. looked. I looked at Ruse when I went to John's, and I was like, "Ooh, IPA." Turn to the side. This hazy IPA. Yeah. One. Ooh, American IPA. Turn to the side. This hazy IPA. Yeah. I was like, American. Come on, guys. No. They love you and they love your beer. It's not an American IPA. Oh, I did have a translator the other day and it was choice. Good. Real nice. There's um, a little positive to, to yeah. back up our. <laughs> yeah. Our yeah. Ba- that's well, a backhanded, beer. backhanded compliment. Yeah, I've always loved their beer. I love those guys. They love their hazies, which is totally fine. Just don't say American IPA. Yeah. Can you just. Again, a PSA to any and all brewers and breweries listening here do not mislead us. No. People who like hazies like hazies, yep. and they will choose it if it says hazy. 100%. People who don't like hazies will get tricked by an American IPA and then hate you even more for it. <laughs> yep. So just label your hazy IPAs as hazy IPAs, and there will never be a problem again. Please and thank you. Right. Uh, so the these guys safe. these guys at The Alchemist, they kind of started that, and, and Hetty Topper is... We had that podcast a couple weeks ago about, you know, kind of trendy breweries and stuff like that. This is the... I mean, I don't know if it's the original, but this is the most famous hazy IPA, quote unquote, in America right now. And has been for years. People stand in line to get this stuff. And, you know, I mean, I was just fooling around on their website. And like the first thing on the website says is just notice we cannot mail you beer. And that's just I think that's there because of how in demand this beer is. And it's one of those beers that I had a couple years ago, but it was like two months old and it didn't smell very good, and it didn't taste very good, but I never took it against it. I attributed that to just being old and was probably warm for a while and stuff like that, but I was shocked to be able to walk into a store and see that this was coming to Portland. I mean, I honestly feel this has to be part of the you know the vid situation going on out there, that it's how can we move more of our beer, and so they sent some of their beer. Shelton Brothers, which is a local distributor, uh, they have these guys in California, so I guess they just sent a bunch to California and then it drove up. Um, I got these at Beermongers. Uh, I got a tip from Portland Beer subreddit, and somebody posted on it was like, "Heads up, Beermongers getting heady topper today." And I was like, "Well, that's, I guess I'm going yeah, down to like, Beermongers." That's the most inside information I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I was like, "I guess I'll go down there." And I ran, you know, so I ran down there about two thirty something like that. Sure enough, they Did you were get there. Get some Pine State biscuits to go while you're down there. Uh, no, I don't really like biscuits. Um, <laughs> sorry, what? Buddy. Yeah, I don't really care for biscuits. I'm just getting shocked over and over again. <laughs> yeah, well, especially I'm not like waiting in line to get biscuits. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Hmm. Anyway, so I so I rolled into They're there. Delightful. I rolled into there, and uh, they had already sold some, so I don't know when they showed up, but they were cold, which is a plus, which makes me, you know. Hopefully believe that they were delivered cold and ran into my buddy Mark there, who's the new beer buyer, and it was good to see him. We ran, I ran into Robbie, friend of the show, uh, owner and head operator of Day One Distribution. If you did not listen to that episode, it is quite good. Yeah, Robbie. That was the uh, Bridgetown 
challenge episode. Yeah, Battle of the Brands. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Robbie's a really cool dude, and uh, it was just nice to kind of see him. And all things seem well for day one distribution, so that's a plus. A little update on that front, a little side side note there. Where it's helpful to be smaller. Yes, yes, I think so. Uh, but yeah, so these beers were here. They were five bucks a piece, you know, so $20 four packs. That's It's steep, but I mean, I figured... We're never, probably never going to see these beers in this town again. Um, and so I thought, you know, I know we're not the biggest hazy IPA fans in the world, but these are also billed as not really hazy IPAs. They're, They're more like unfiltered. Like the Block 15 kind of Yeah, haze. yeah. I mean, I, I was having a conversation with a buddy about these beers, too, and that's what we kind of decided. It was like, you know, they have their Alchemist, which... Don't, you know, aren't branding them as hazy IPAs, just kind of like Block 15. They don't brand their beers as hazy IPAs. They're just unfiltered. Right. And I think when we open these, uh, you will see what I kind of mean, that they're not overly hazy. Well, I'm thirsty. Okay. I figured first we'd start with the focal banger and then get to the Heady Topper next. Because Heady Topper is the big boy. Heady Topper is the big boy, and it's the most famous of the two. Now, something that I've heard from a lot of my friends that have had these beers because like my buddy Dan he's from Buffalo or Rochester area and you know he's had this beer a thousand times everybody says the focal banger is the better of the two beers oh interesting um but Hetty Topper is the more famous of the two and I think it has to do with the fact that Hetty's eight percent and I think it started before uh focal banger so this was kind of this is like the flagship of the flagship beers well, the canning's pretty cool. I'm just looking at it now. You had them over by you. Yeah, and um, and I guess as far as the Heady Topper can, I was told that uh, they were kind of the first brewery to do the black on silver can. So that's kind of their things. And it is saying, drink from the can, drink from the can, drink from the can. And we had this texted or DM'd to us as well, or whatever, message to us. Uh, no, we're, we're pouring it into a glass because we want to look at it. It says, if you must pour it into a glass... You may find that some of the hop resins have settled to the bottom. Leave them in the can when pouring. The beer is perishable and at best when it is young, fresh, and hazy. Keep it cold, but not ice cold. And you said it was canned four six. So we are yeah. what? That's ten days ago, nine days ago. That, that's that's amazing. That's very I, fresh. I think that is the most the most impressive part about this whole thing is that this beer is fresh. And I asked Mark when it rolled in. I said, well, "Did it roll in cold?" And he said, "It rolled in cold." Nice. So. You know, again, I mean, it's another thing in comparison of of Alchemist to a Block 15, you know. Keep it cold. Drink this beer fresh. You know, they're very, very into that. Um, I couldn't find any, like, hop carrot, hop, like... uh, What hops they used? Yeah, yeah. What kind of ingredients they're using? Maybe our forever issue of, hey, tell us what hops you put in here, you jerks. Let's see, maybe beer oh, advocate. Here it is. This beer is brewed using citra and mosaic hops and our favorite British malts. Citra and mosaic? Yeah. Nice. I like those hops. <laughs> Me too. Whoa, bro. <laughs> Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. <laughs> Whoa. This is actually a really good beer. Yeah, but you um, see what I mean? But you see when you look at it. It doesn't look like a juicy hazy. It mm, looks like an unfiltered hazy. It looks like beer. I mean, it's a, it's it's a little bit cloudy. Yeah, it's cloudy. But... It, it looks like beer. It doesn't look pulpy. No, it's not opaque. It's not doesn't look chalky. No. And that's why it's important to pour into it's a glass, of, guys. 
It's got a great hop nose to it. It's got a great... Well, I think probably one of the biggest reasons why they're going to tell you not to is the sediment at the bottom is unappealing. It's aesthetically not very great. Um, so you you don't want somebody thinking, oh, the bottom of this beer is bad. Remember when we did that three-way? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think they're trying to do something to avoid that. Mm. Um, when you poured it in three different glasses and got three different beers, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah. That, was not a great, that was not a great look. Um, and so I think they're just probably trying to do everything they can from that. Um, I don't know. I don't Take- mind sediment. I mean, it's not good. Yeast sediment mm. is not good, but hop sediment is fine. It just looks funky. We'll taste the beer because you will find... I think the nose is incredible. Uh, you will actually find that this does not taste at all like a hazy or an unfiltered. It's got a great hop character. Mm-hmm. Right in the mid-palate, it's like, hey, here's that hop flavor that you're looking for. It's pretty bitter. It's bitter, it's sticky, it's dank, and it's all right in the middle. Um, maybe the the haze or the unfiltered just smoothens it out a little bit around mm-hmm. the edges. But, I mean, this tastes like a West Coast IPA, but just slightly lighter. It's got a really, it's good. It's a good beer. Yeah. I'm actually very pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah. I I, I think the, you know, for me personally, if we're talking about like my, my enjoys of beer, I think, I think the body's a little too full for me. I think it's a little too rich, but I think. Which is why I enjoy it yeah, so much. But I think that's kind of part of the whole situation. But I mean, if this isn't the most bitter, hazy IPA I've had, I don't know what is. I mean, it's got a good bite to it. Yeah, I don't think I've had any hazy that's been, frankly, close to bitter. But again, are we calling this a hazy? Well, they're calling it a hazy, aren't they? I don't know. They call it an American IPA. See what I mean? It's just (laughs) unfiltered. Damn it, guys! Well, but I mean, but that's but that's the whole thing about this. That's why this is like the gray area in between. But is is this an American IPA? It is an unfiltered American IPA. You taste malt? A little bit. You get bitterness? Yeah. Hop character? Of course. Sounds like an American IPA to me. But uh, but it's changing then, because an American IPA is now turning into a pseudonym, pseudonym, pseudoterm for a hazy IPA. No, I don't think, I don't think so. I think no? people are misusing that on okay. their packaging. Okay. I don't, I know. No, BA, you know, the Brewers Association is not going to change the definition of an American India Pale Ale. To to what we have in front of us, but what we have in front of us is Vermont's take on an India Pale Ale. You go to the Midwest, and it's going to be a lot more malt forward, like a Two Hearted from Bell's. You come to the West Coast, and your American IPA is going to be you know Breakside IPA, Boneyard RPM, right? Pallet Jack, which are light bodied hop forward. Right. The Northwest IPA mm-hmm. here is more of the malt forward IPA, right? And so I I think I think there I think the Vermont approach to this is just the unfiltered which does give you that haze because i don't think they ever thought this was going to be the trend it is now so did this beer start being made many many moons ago i don't know about focal banger i only know that this beer heady topper i have heard about heady topper the great and all powerful heady topper for at least 10 years i feel like in my craft drinking world it says we are committed to providing you with an unfiltered and unpasteurized hop experience. What does that sound like? What does it sound like? Yeah. What like a, like... a hop experience? Oh, sticky hands. <laughs> it sounds like sticky. <laughs> it does, yeah. And there is a little bit I mm-hmm. I think that's why I used the term sticky when mm-hmm. I was describing it. It does give me a little bit of a sticky hands well, vibe that to be- it. Well, cuz that beer like that beer... an unfiltered IPA. <laughs> yeah, and that that beer like changed a lot of our like descriptors 
for beers based just based on its name right sticky hands and the and the 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 can itself looks like a guy holding a bunch of you know chronic buds but it's hop leaves hop hop uh Hop cones is hops. the term I'm looking for. <laughs> Bunch hops. of hop hops. Bunch of hop hops. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this beer. I I I would rather I'd rather have sticky hands. Well, okay, me too. But in terms of not knowing anything about this brewery, in terms of it pouring hazy, in terms of you saying that this is a very popular beer among the hazy crowd, that makes me nervous because totally. those beers, in my opinion, are not good. Um, or maybe they're just to my palate, they're not good. Mm-hmm. So I was a little nervous, but that first smell, I was like, oh, hey there, hops. Hello, my good friend. And that first taste, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I like it. I like this beer a lot. It It's a, I don't know if I want to call it that. I was going to call it a poor man's sticky hands, but it's not really a poor man's sticky hands. No, I think it's different It's enough. like, it's like the East Coast sticky hands. How about that? Yeah. But it's it's a very it's similar, but not quite as good. But it's similar. I wonder what kids in Vermont would think if we could give them some Block Fifteen, some fresh, cold Block Fifteen. I don't know. I think it depends. I think a lot of people who are big into the like massively popular craft beer places would not respect a beer that is maybe a little bit more niche than like a massively known across the country beer. Like, is everyone trying dying to get sticky hands across the country? I don't know. I live here. Oh. Touche. <laughs> but in, in terms of Block 15 trying... I can send you cases, amigo, if you want. <laughs> Block 15 always says... But they feel says, the same way about this stuff. They're like, God, Eddie, Tom, yeah, man, sure, I'll get you a four-pack. God, calm down. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so maybe. I, I just... As I've been introduced to the kind of mass craft beer community, the ones who are like the really big hype marketing people, it, it, it gives me some pause into whether or not they'd be willing to try things outside of the, well, this isn't that popular, why am I trying it? It gives me a little bit of worry that that they're not as open minded about it. But if they're open minded, yeah, they'd probably love sticky hands, right? Right. I would imagine. God, I can't imagine waiting in line for beer. People wait in line for this stuff. I waited in line for beer once. Yeah. Yeah. What were you waiting in line for? Russian River. Oh. Yeah, I didn't have to wait in line. Um... There was. Uh, we got there before they opened, mm-hmm. and it was they opened at eleven. We got there at ten twenty, and the line was around the corner. And we waited for, yeah, about 45 minutes to get into the building. And then we had to wait in the building. (laughs) But Pliny the Elder was very good. Yes, my good friend Sarah Peterson um, hit up Vinny, the famous Vinny at Russian River, and said, hey, I've got a friend coming. Can you please take care of him? And I stepped in and instantly got a seat at the bar. I brought him a bunch of beer, too, and he sent me home with a ton of beer. Oh, the connections, the networking. Very, very nice. I know. Did you cut the line? Did you, you like, fast past it? Yeah, I think so. I don't don't remember if there was a line. I don't think there was a line. Break side, break side, break side. (laughs) No, it wasn't that at all. It was actually because I was friends with Sarah. Um, There wasn't a line. It was... uh, but it was packed. The like the wait for a table was like forty minutes, mm-hmm. and I was like, I just want to sit at the bar. And they were like, Oh, the wait for that is an hour. And I was like, Oh, well, I don't really want. I don't really have that much time. Can you just give this box to Vinny? And she was like, Oh, I think Vinny's expecting you. I was like, Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> right this way, Mister Harris. <laughs> Not really. Is the but... bar full, <laughs> sir? You're yeah. out of here. Yeah. Uh, but it was great, and yeah. Yeah, that's that's my experience there. All right, well, let's... But let's, I'd be willing to go check this place out. I mean, I'm always down to figure stuff out. I don't know when I would ever wind up in Vermont, but... It's uh, beautiful. Well, I know that. 
I, I lived out that way. I want to go to beautiful places. But there's not really a lot to do in Vermont. Outside of like drive and see the trees. Yeah. And drink some beers. Well, I guess so. I guess if they have become a craft beer destination, then why not? I know. Right. I really want the thing I keep seeing on on Reddit and stuff like that is and I have some friends that have been out there too. I really want to go to Maine Brewing. That's where I want to go really, really bad. It's just called Maine Brewing. It's called Maine Brewing Company, and I think what I've seen of their beers, it looks incredible, and I hear it's fantastic. Is it in Portland, Maine? Bangor, Maine? I think it's in P- Portland, yeah, and it's like... I hear Portland's a cool city on that side. Yeah, and I, they have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hmm. They're all IPAs. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. and Do they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner as well? I don't know, but I heard the brewery itself is awesome. We're going to get this some great seafood, It's just like a gorgeous too. place. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh seafood. Mm. So I just want, yeah. And their labels, it's just white. And mm. says Maine Brewing Company, lunch. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I well, want, at I some point, so if, bad. if this little, little rinky-dink podcast here ever grows to a point where we can travel for it, uh, that'd be fantastic. That'd be awesome. We do a little like multi-state trip and just post podcasts and interview people. This one looks a lot less hazy than the first one. Mm-hmm. This is the infamous Hetty Topper. Infamous. Yeah, and I don't know if I ever like... This one is so drinkable it's scary, says the can. Well, that's because it's 8%. Ah, yes. The American Double India Pale Ale. It's not intended to be the biggest or most bitter. It is meant to give you wave after wave of hoppy goodness on your palate. Boom! Tremendous amounts of American hops will creep up on you and leave you We don't want them Southern Hemisphere hops, you losers. Any of those African hops that Anheuser-Busch stole from everyone. Screw those German hops. Sometimes I Just wish joking, I could crawl really into the that. can, says the can. <laughs> um, all right. I'm so cool, I wish I could be inside myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, but- you think I'm cool, you should be inside me. Uh, whoops. <laughs> Whoopsies. And Mark. Um, so this looks a lot cleaner mm-hmm. than the last one. It obviously still has the unfiltered look, but it looks way more like... It still looks like beer. A Block 15 beer than a hazy beer. I love that that statement has caught on on this podcast because I've caught it on with some of my friends. I don't even know if I created it, but some of my friends, you know, is it hazy or is it like Block 15 hazy? And this is like Block 15 hazy. I like the first one better. Yeah. I don't love double IPAs. Focal banger. I don't I like love one better. double IPAs in general, whether they're hazy or non-hazy um, or unfiltered, whichever. Of the three, um, I usually just find them a little too much, a little too sweet on the malt profile, um, and they just taste boozy, is how well, I usually feel about them. This one definitely tastes boozy at the end. You can smell it, too. Um, I mean, and I tend to like double IPAs, mm-hmm. so, because again, well, I like- the malt character. Yeah, but I also like bolder flavors. I like the really strong like alcohol. Like I love super- High ABV bourbon mm-hmm. barrel aged beers and stuff like that. Even have found myself enjoying some barley wines lately, which I was oh, very really? surprised by. I probably shouldn't have been surprised because it's a lot of flavor profiles I like, uh-huh. but I was always a little scared of them. Um, this is good. I see the positives of it, but I don't love this beer. I think it's too big for me. I think I think the booze is. I think a the little, finish is too strong. I think the booze is a little off putting for me. Oh, yeah. Um, God, at the very end of the sip, it's like, whoa. Yeah. There's the booze. I know. 
this might be kind of mean to say, but it kind of reminds me of like really good homebrew. Well, because a lot of times in homebrews, I get I get like this kind of like kerosene type booze character. Ethanol almost, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just I not just, not not the kind of like petrol diesel character you can get from like Southern Hemisphere hops, but like literally like gasoline. Right. I don't get that in this beer. It's just really strong at the back. And usually mm-hmm. when you have a double IPA, in my experience, when you have a good one is that it's it's a balanced high ABV. Yeah. And the back end leaves you wanting more, whether that's with bitterness from the hops whether that's with maybe a little bit of like a sweetness or a malt character that wants you to pull back and get the bitterness again. Mm-hmm. This one leaves you with such a strong alcohol taste that it almost kind of makes me want to slow down while drinking it. Yeah. Which it may be a smart because it's an 8% beer. But I think when I view beers and tasting beers, I need it to pull me back in sip by sip. I love when the back end of the taste makes me want to instantly go back and take another sip. Yeah. And this one is kind of just making me sit there and resist it a little bit. I don't think it's bad. I think the the front and the middle uh, are are good for a double IPA, but it it's kind of washed away by the back end a little bit for me. I'm I'm a little bit surprised by that, considering how popular this is. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think what I'm not surprised by it is by its popularity, because I I agree with everything you just said. People love high ABV, and people are willing to drink that characteristic of booze if it's got this kind of soft character to it because i mean this is more bitter and hoppy than i would say you know like a lot of those double ipas out there that just taste like juice so this is actually definitely way more beer but the clientele that buy these beers is exactly what they want Mm. you know to where i think you and i tend to be well then and i I would i would argue most most west coast drinkers in general not just ipa drinkers but west coast drinkers in general prefer things six five and under because we like to drink all day. I can't drink this all day. I don't prefer 6.5 and under, personally. But um, I prefer more balanced high ABV, which you can certainly get. Uh, it's certainly possible. I also don't taste it quite as well as you do, or maybe it doesn't affect my palate as much. Because you'll taste an a-, a beer that I don't find that alcoholic, and you're like, oh, there's the booze. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't notice it at all. Um, this one, I notice it. And it's it's under 10%, too. Where it's like, usually when it's at the 10% line, you're like, whoa. There's the booze. Yeah. That's what I'm just noticing it in this one. That's interesting. But I really enjoyed the focal banger a lot. Yep. Uh, I would 10 out of 10 would drink again. Especially since it was a hazy quote unquote or unfiltered. Uh the heady topper, I mean, would I drink it again? Sure, if it was presented to me, but yeah. I don't think I would choose it based on what I'm having here. What Which is you, weird. It's weird. Yeah. What do you what is your what when I tell you that heady topper is one of the most legendary beers on the black market community. How does how does that resonate with you? Now that I've tasted it, um, it resonates with me in a way that says, "Well, then they must have marketed really well because the beer isn't bad, right? But beer's it's not bad. It's not spectacular enough to me to be a super popular black market beer. But from what we've learned in our short time thinking about the black market of beer." A lot of what's sent around isn't always about taste; it's about buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, there are people out there that the only two beers they want is this beer and Pliny the Elder, and they would probably go back and forth between which beer they like more, right? Because of the hype train, 
when I think it is a clear and obvious choice that Pliny the Elder is a better beer. By far, yes. Um, in terms of black market beers, not double IPAs, not just comparing the two, but in terms of like black markets, super jazzed about ISO beers. Um, I think people would go back and forth between whether they like Hetty or Pliny. It's just... It, That'd be awesome to have a bottle of Pliny right now. It would. And just put those two beers next to each other and be like, nanner, nanner, nanner. Well, wait till Beer of the Week. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> That'd be so great. Speaking of that, Beer of the Week's coming up. <laughs> um, I would say it, it says a lot about the buzz of the brewery, so bravo to them for creating buzz, and however that was created, great on you. It's, it's helping you become a very massively successful brewery, I imagine. But buzz doesn't always mean taste. Truth. Taste is good, but it's not spectacular. Truth. In my opinion. All right. Well, we did it. We drank Alchemist beers. We did. I think that's pretty wild, man. Hopefully you enjoyed. Um, I, I know you're probably not going to be able to get this out there, but uh, if you've had it before, maybe you will be able to share your experiences and whether or not we're idiots to you or not. Yeah, if Monger's got five cases of each, you know, I have to think there's there was some more of it going around. Maybe. And I may or may not have two cans of Hetty Topper in my fridge. So if you listen to this podcast... And you want Hetty Topper. You can personally <laughs> DM me with the word albatross, and you can have it. Okay. Sure. First come, first serve. Albatross? Or I'll just pick. Yeah. Don't like. Don't DM the Beers <laughs> on Us page. DM his personal page. Yeah. That'll be easier for us, because sometimes I read it, and then he doesn't see the notification, or vice versa, so send it to him, at pdiddy 85 Right, because I got, I got a four-pack of each. And I was going to bring two of each on for us to each drink. Which would have been a mistake. Yeah, but I'm kind of glad I only grabbed one of each. Uh, I'm going to keep the extra focal banger for myself, but I have two headies. I don't, my girlfriend who likes hazies, I don't, I don't think she would like this. I think, so, it's, I think it's too much. Albatross. 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 It's always my code word. A hole in one, an albatross. Yeah. Coming up next. I want to watch golf. I watched Tiger win the other day. Why? Because I forgot how like cold-blooded he was and how Molinari fell apart okay. and how Brooks is really good at golf. Coming up next, Patrick <laughs> kind of took a huge dump over the beer of the week anyway oh, really? without realizing it, but uh, we'll be doing that next here on Beers on Us with Yikes. Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Let's do it. Beer of the Week time here on Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. And are you ready for the pooped on beer? I did not poop on the beer. I mean, well, you didn't poop on the beer, but you pooped on the style pretty hard. I know. Uh, I did not know. I knew what we were drinking today. I did not know that the Alchemist beers were going to be, or one of them was going to be a double IPA. Yeah. I did not know that. I, I, I knew nothing about Alchemist outside of, I've heard the name Hetty Topper. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the beer that was in my fridge. It is an Imperial IPA. <laughs> Yay! As we talked, as Patrick Let's was like... Let's get drunk! Let's just, get drunk! 8.9%. Oh my God. Well, you all right there, Tex? Uh, I'm great. <laughs> uh, Patrick was talking about how he doesn't love double IPAs, and in my head I was like, well, I brought a double IPA for Beer of the Week, so... <laughs> gonna be liking it more. Uh, this is a brewery that I feel like... I, I don't want to say that we were like one of the first on it, but... It's getting a lot of pub, and I had been here wh- right when they had opened and had come back to the podcast and said, 
This place is making really good beer. You have been on this brewery way more than I have, and not because I haven't been on it, but because you have been a little, you know, champion for them. Yes. Uh, I love the city that they're in, uh, Cannon Beach, hint, hint. It's public coast. That's Pelican? A, <laughs> I was going to say that's a terrible You hint. found Pelican? There's two There's two breweries in Cannon Beach. Uh, public Coast is uh, making really, really good beer, and uh, it's an Imperial IPA from them, which I have not had before. I've had... Cool. I've been there a couple of times. I've done taster trays every time I've gone, so I've had a large variety of their beer, but I don't think I've had the Imperial IPA. The description... With a classic Imperial IPA, it's all about the hops and the danker the better. We're talking teenager bedroom mid-soccer season dank. We balance Simcoe hops with citrus-forward hops like Lemon Drop and Citra. The puckery result is not only pungent and delicious, but a helpful companion when braving any teen hideout. It sounds like dirty socks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Simcoe, Lemon Drop, and Citra hops. I'm in. Simcoe, you get some of that dank. The dank, the dank, dank, dank. But it's an imperial, which means it's going to be a little bit sweeter or malt balanced, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, when when I was saying that I don't usually care for double IPAs, it's I think a lot of it, to be honest with you, is because I haven't had a lot of really good ones. Hmm. I think the the delicate the delicate nature of hops and trying to get the ABV up and still making it not quaffable per se, but like still drinkable without just bashing your head in, I think it's difficult. I think it's really tough. That's why, like, when we come across beers like uh, Notorious from Boneyard or Pliny the Younger, you know, as we were talking Russian River last segment, you know, some of those triple IPAs that people go gaga for, uh, they're really tough to make, and a lot of them aren't very good because it's just like, bam, bam, bam. Well, this is a very interesting spin on an Imperial IPA. Does she have a nice personality though? I'm not sure yet. I gotta have I gotta go on a couple more dates on uh with her to find out if she's got a great personality. I mean, she's not beautiful, but she's got a great personality. Well, no, I mean she's beautiful. The can's great. And you know, she's really talented. But uh is the is the personality speaking to me? Well, I'm gonna need another a couple more sip dates. But uh I will tell you off the bat. You will be very surprised by the nose in the first sip of this beer. Um, and the reason why is because when you think Imperial IPA, you think sweet, syrupy, hoppy, but malty, like super, like it's like a great mix, but it's really high ABV. You get almost none of that in the first sip of this beer. I wonder if part of that is because I just finished drinking Heady Topper, which was as alcoholic as humanly possible, it felt like. This is so lemony. And they say lemon uh, lemon drop hop, which I've actually never heard of before. It smells like lemon. It's very puckery citrusy. It does not smell like an Imperial IPA. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's as dank as they were describing as a teenager mid-soccer season bedroom. But uh, it's it's interesting. It's very different from an Imperial IPA that I'm used to having. Dank isn't our favorite word, but it's evil twin moist has so many haters that Jimmy Fallon called it the worst word in the English language. Hmm. It is a terrible word. Well, yeah, but that doesn't Moist. have anything to do with dank. Well, I know, but I think it's just more <laughs> of a joke. Okay, smell it. It smells like a. It smells like a lemon candy. Yeah. Yeah, kind of grassy. A little bit like a lemon droppy, kind of like one of those little suckers, little poppable suckers you put in your mouth. That's lemon. That's kind of what I smell, and it give, it does not hit you over the head with hoppiness. It gives you a lot of that citrus off the top. It's interesting. I like this beer more than Heady Topper. 
<laughs> I don't know if that's saying a lot, considering <laughs> you didn't like Eddie Topper that much. Um, it's way more refreshing than an Imperial IPA normally is. I would 100% agree with that. I don't find it overly boozy. I no. mean, I taste it, but I don't get a ton of it. It's 8.9%. Yeah. Damn. This is dangerously drinkable. Yeah. <laughs> if we're going to go by the, the heady topper can. Beaches forever. I'm not really sure how to describe this beer other than I'm getting more lemon than I've gotten in other beers in the past. If the lemon if, if the lemon drop hop is is that lemony, then great. I guess that's the reason for using it. Um, if you're looking for an Imperial IPA, you're going to be surprised at how not Imperial it tastes. But uh, I enjoy it. It's pretty sweet. It is sweet. But I think that's more of like the lemon candy taste. Well, yeah, and... I mean, <clears throat> it's hard to make an 8.9% hoppy beer that's not a touch on the sweet side, you know? The smell is really evoking a lot for me, though. Like, I think that's why I keep going back to the nose for it, is it's it's giving me a lot of memories of something. Mm. It's like, when I smell it, it reminds me... I love beer that invokes memories. We've talked about this before. We have. I don't know exactly what memory it's reminding me of. But it's, but it's flashing you back to somewhere. It's sending me somewhere. It's a smell. It's a flavor. It's something. And I generally don't like lemon desserts or lemon candy. The yellow starburst can go straight to hell. <laughs> um, the worst in the entire pack, and I will not hear any differently. But it's definitely okay. What? <laughs> Nothing. You about like, to disagree with me? No, I was just going to say, like, the penny is also the worst coin, but it's still money, you know? <laughs> people like lemon, dude. People will, will vote for the lemon Starburst, too. Well, those people are crazy, but, <laughs> I mean, it's still a Starburst. Like, I still want to eat it. Um, it's, it's, giving, it's sending me back to somewhere. Something in my childhood, something maybe beach-related, which is funny considering they're a coast brewery, but, like, going back to the Jersey Shore or something, it reminds me of that a little bit. I'm not really sure why, but I enjoy this beer. It's not what mm. I expected. It's kind of tough to describe, to be honest with you. But um, again, another public coast beer that I've been pleasantly surprised by. I will say that. Yeah, man, I'm kind of with you on this. Like, these guys have been doing a really good job. And for that, you know, for that, I applaud you. Especially, I mean, this brewery's what? Are they even a like year old? Two years old, maybe? Two years old. It's hard to make beer really good from the beginning. You know, usually people take a little bit. Like, I remember the first time I had a frame beer. I was like, this is not good. Like, this is not good at all. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't ever want this. And you fast forward a few years later, and, you know, you're the mid-sized brewery of the year at GABF. And it's all you want. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all you want. That Pilsner's phenomenal. So, kudos to these guys, you know, t to be able to, you know, knock out good beer right from the get-go. You know, I feel like Ruse was that same way. <clears throat> you know, Wayfinder was that same way. And sometimes it's not just about... You know, you know, Wayfinder, you know, Kevin Davey comes to Wayfinder, you know, he's a massively experienced brewer, but you still got to learn the tricks and the trades of your system and stuff like that and your ingredients, and it usually takes some time. So my hat's off to Public Coast, 100%. I have not had a bad beer from them, which I think is a great, great compliment, because, I mean, even great breweries make bad beer from time to time. Yep. Um, so <clears throat> kudos to them on that. I love their can work. I love their art. Um and I can honestly say you found this brewery, Mike. <laughs> Just me. Just you. I found it. I wouldn't have known anything about it. You got you brought those cans back, and I had them in the fridge, and I drank them, and I kept looking at them like I was I'd staved off drinking them. I was like, ah, I'm a new brewery. These beers probably suck. I don't really want them, but I, they kept catching my eye. 
because I thought the packaging was really nice. Yeah. And then I had them in. Also, you got to learn to trust me a little bit. I mean, I may not be like Patrick Harris palette over here, but I'm learning. I'm getting better. Well, I, am, I am I, so bougie. I have some taste. <laughs> no, I know. No, I know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm a jerk. You know me. <laughs> he, he he cares a lot about what he thinks about beer, but when other people come in, they're like, he's like, eh, but I think this. <laughs> As the great Mike Lynch once told me. <laughs> <laughs> I won't deny that. All right. Well, uh, coming up next week, I think we will probably do the what's in the box episode. Yeah. Not with all of them. There was a lot of beers in there, but I'll bring maybe two in. If you want to bring one that you kept. Uh, sure. I already know. I'll bring in the Brett Lager. Okay. And I'll bring in. Good Life. I don't know what I'll take. I'll bring in two, two that are in the box. I haven't looked at it in a while. So I'm really feeling a lager right now. And uh, well, it's a week away. So Well, and it's also because I just drank three high ABV IPAs. Um, so we'll do that next week. If Crushed you guys, them. If you, slammed in my dome. If you guys have any places that are doing cool things throughout coronavirus, let us know on Instagram.com slash beers and us. Just DM us, and uh, we can promote that on the podcast mm-hmm. as well. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you find us. And then uh, also, uh, we posted it on Instagram. Uh, we got a new logo. Got a new podcast. logo. It looks awesome. It does. Uh, we were never fully happy with the original logo, <laughs> but it existed, and we were starting, and it didn't matter. Uh, we got a new logo, and it's... Really cool. If you haven't seen it yet, we posted it on Instagram. It's also now the logo on like where you find your podcast, so you'll mm-hmm. see it. But it's the Portland skyline just with beer replacing most of the actual skyline. So uh, thanks to Molly, who uh, works at the station here with us for designing that for us. And go check it out. It's cool. Yeah, I think it's the coolest thing to ever happen to this podcast. Ever. Wow. Pretty big shoes right there. Hey, man, I think, I think it looks really good. And it doesn't look like clip art anymore. And yeah. And, you know, the station cares about our podcast, and I think it's really great. Yes, agreed. And so that's that's exciting. So thank you, Molly. Uh, it looks gorgeous, and if we ever need anything else, we'll call you. Yes. But you just got yourself out of a job because we're never going to change it. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Nice. We'll see you guys next week. Traces. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.